Welcome to Catch the Fire London's podcast. We pray that you will be radically transformed as you listen to this message. Many of you know Derek and Satko. If you've joined church during lockdown, then you may not know Derek and Satko. Um, but these guys have been part of our church for many, many years. And we're on the directorship for three, two years. Um, and we're very, very grateful for them. I love, um, for those of you who weren't at the Dream School yesterday, Satiko's uh, anointing of dream interpretation and the prophetic and structure and strategy coming together to give us the ability to interpret and discern dreams as well as hearing the heart of the Father through those dreams has been absolutely incredible. But both of these guys are prophetic. And we were talking last night over over a meal. I am truly believing that um, Derek also has a gift of wisdom. And um, there's a lot of different ways that the Bible uses wisdom, but um, the, the, the spiritual gift of a word of wisdom is something that the body of Christ often don't embrace and don't know how, what to do with, and this guy carries it. And so um, I think Satiko is going to be ministering, but the two of them carry an anointing. So stretch your hand out towards them. We do that because we are releasing a blessing to them as a couple and as a family unit and we're blessing their ministry, we're blessing their intimacy, we're blessing um, their life in, the, in Wales now and we're blessing them to know him closer and more real than any human being. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Castrofry London. It's good to be home. <laughs> um, it's just such a... Beautiful pleasure for me to come back to my home church, home community, many familiar faces. Hello, Mickey Jeffrey. Um, and many new faces. And it's just beautiful to see you, Karina. Um, I'm a founder of Dream On International, where I help people to understand their dreams and connect with the heart and the voice of God through their dreams. And today, I'm really excited to share with you how I discovered the power of dreams and God's voice through dreams. I actually need to release some prophetic words first. Beautiful one. Oh, yes, please get your recordings ready because I'm not doing this from my head, so I won't be able to remember it. Um, you need to get your recording ready as well. So, beautiful one, the Lord says that you are called to the nations and that the Lord will release word, transforming words, nation changing words from your decrees. And you're the one who walks in the power of revelation that the words from your mouth is as powerful as the Lord's words from his mouth. And when you speak a thing, that it will be done. And the creative words of the Lord is going forth from your, from your mouth with um, wisdom and when you land in a nation, you're going to know exactly what the battle is about and the timings of heaven. And the Lord will give you the strategies of heaven and solutions for that nations. And I even believe that you will prophesy into businesses. So I even believe that you will meet many uh, founders of businesses and CEOs and the Lord will give you solutions that 
that they have been looking for. And it is not from wisdom of man, but it is wisdom of heaven. So I bless you to know that you are called to travel and bless you to have passports filled with stamps, that you will move wherever the Lord will move you and the resources will follow you as you say yes to his heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Stephen, um, yeah, you're the one who knows the heart of the Father deeply and intimately. And you carry deep, deep well within you that goes with you from nations to nations, regions to regions. And you're such a blessing to this house. Because every time you sing unto him, people encounter the revelation of the heart-to-heart encounter. They don't just encounter your songs, they don't encounter, but they encounter the spirit of revelation that flows from your heart. And when you sing, you invite people to the encounters that you have experienced. And it's not a song, but it's a life. It's not a song, but it's a life that flows out of you. You are a witness for him and you're the one who understands the even the intricate moods of the father and I believe that the Lord will give you more compositions that will flow out of your innermost being as you worship him and and it's like different textures come with different moods of God and then different anointings whether it's a priestly anointing or kingly declaring decree anointing or it's just the joy and the worship and you know jubilance of heaven I feel like you're going to start hearing angelic music and you're going to worship with them and it's going to bubble forth from in, within you. You are psalmist in the house of the Lord. And so I bless you to free flow and keep on adventuring and keep on taking musical risks and prophetic risks because there you will rediscover him anew. But thank you, Father, for fresh albums and fresh songs that will come to him in the name of Jesus that will change the times um, on earth as it is in heaven. I thank you, Father, for the Isaac anointing that is a Upon him, that he will know what time it is in heaven for the different nations, and he will know what music to release that changes the time on earth according to heaven's timings, and he will make new. And I see you even fathering songbirds, the end time songbirds. You're not just a worship leader, you're worship father, and you raise up and equip many to arise and fly in their musical giftings and the prophetic giftings but also in the nature and character of God so you are worship father and you will raise up an end time army that will know his heart and will speak and pray and also worship and release music that will release his revelation bridal glory bridal glory as the world and the love of many will grow cold you will raise up fiery lovers of bridal glory in Jesus name. Amen. Louis on the drums? Was that Louis on the drums? Oh yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, bless you. <laughs> Technical difficulties, but Sammy as usual, always to the rescue. <laughs> 
Yeah, Father God, I thank you so much for Louis. He is the one who has wisdom um, to manage many, but I see at this time the Lord is giving you buildings after buildings after buildings, land and territories. He's expanding your territory um, in terms of property ownership. And I just see so many coming under your wings, but you're not just the one who will do it or you're the one who will raise up an army to do it with you. So Father God, thank you so much for the dream team from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west. God, the mighty warriors, who will be kingdom financiers, but also the ones who take territory in your kingdom with physical property, physical lands. And I even bless you internationally. Don't just dream nationally, but I bless your feet with international territory in the name of Jesus, that you will not only own properties in the UK, but beyond. The law says, look further. I am opening up doors into the nations for you and for your business. So Father God, I thank you for contracts that will take him abroad and give him great returns, not just in finances, but land, divine relationships, divine friendships, and divine heart-to-heart connect so that he may be a carrier of your kingdom and of your beauty in the other nations. Thank you, God. He's the one who will employ many. He's not just a business owner. You will, you will bring so many dignity to so many fathers (laughs) and so many power of, yes, I have not lost my identity just as a mum to so many mums. You will call out the gold and you will call out businesses from within them. But you will also, the Lord will use you to raise up many kingdom businesses. And I even see inventions and inventors coming under you and they will flow into that um, through the anointing and the wisdom and the championing that you have for your heart to restore dignity for the people in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Sammy, beautiful one. You're my honoured guest. You're my honoured guest. And the Father says to you, you are my honoured guest. And you're my beloved. And I am so in love with you. And he says, I have not forgotten and I cannot forget you. He says, I dream of you day and I dream of you every night. And I just really want to say to you as a friend, just shed all self-disqualifications. I've been there, I've done it. But shed all self-disqualifications because the law says, you are my chosen. There's a heart within you that reaches only people that you can reach. And I see suicidal thoughts breaking off people because you were their friend. I see people who didn't have hope for the future, didn't even want to live another day go, actually, I want to live today. And I see the kindness and the patience and the faithfulness of your heart that has delighted the Father. You are one who's perseverant. You are one who's faithful. You are one who never gives up. And I say to you, don't give up. Don't give up on your path because the Lord has not forgotten and he cannot forget you and he loves you and you are his honoured guest. You are his beloved. So I love you, friend.
I'm going to share on dreams, but I might come back to the prophetic later. Um, I grew up in Japan where it's less than 1% Christianity, and it's a bit of a miracle that I even got to know the Lord, and I think he had to bring me over here. Even before I was born, um, I grew up in a culture of a family with my parents who who were very different. So my mom was living usually very in tune in the spirit realm. For her, that was like the most natural abiding place. My father, who was a businessman who owned a business architectural company, and he was very logical. So everything had to be, you know, done through analysis, intellectualism. And um, my dad had a business trip one day. Um, he was supposed to be going away, maybe for like two, three days. But in the middle of the night, my mum said the whole room shook. And she heard a voice, deep male voice, sounded like thousand voices, sound, sounded like waterfalls and the thunder. And, she, and the voice says, do not let your husband go to the business trip tomorrow because the plane will crash. She woke up from this encounter in the dream of the night and she told my dad about it. My father being very logical, he was like, there, there, darling, I'll be back in, you know, three days. No worries. And my mom was like, no, I'm not worried, but this is what the dream said. And my dad was like, no, 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 it'll be fine. You're just feeling anxious. My mom was like, I am not feeling anxious. I just had an encounter with God in the nighttime. Anyway, it was a bit difficult for him to understand all of this. So off he went, packed his bags in the taxi, off he went. And my mum was like really worried, but 20, 25 minutes later, he came home totally gray, ashen. And my mum said, what happened? I thought you were going to this business trip. And my dad said, well, my taxi crashed. I was involved in a car accident and I remembered what you said and I decided to come home. And lo and behold, the plane he didn't take did crash. I am here today because my parents chose to listen to their dreams. I am alive today because of a dream and because my parents took a step to partner with the dream. And the Lord is releasing life-saving life-redeeming dreams at this time. As the nations shake and rumors and wars of rumors and actual wars start to happen, the Lord will release more and more nation-changing dreams, life-changing dreams, and also life-saving dreams. Even dark dreams and frightening dreams like my mother experienced will be for redemption of lives. And I used to think, you know, and I still think so, that um, if I hear the word of the Lord, one day a time will come when I hesitate, immediate difference between immediate obedience or hesitation of 10 minutes could be difference between my life and death. But I believe that the day is coming, we're entering in now, where the difference is us waking up and understanding the heart of God on a matter. 
Dark dreams is nothing new. It's been going on for a very long time. Come with me to Job 33 verses 15 to 18. Job 33 verses 15 to 18. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while they slumber on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and terrifies them with warnings that he may turn man aside from his deed and conceal pride from a man. He keeps back his soul from the pit, his life from perishing by the sword. So I believe pits are poetic language for traps and entrapments and sword, not necessarily a sword these days, but it could be car accidents, it could be, you know, injuries and different things. So the Lord is speaking even now. And you know what? He is our safety. And I love dreams, whether it's destiny dreams, life-propelling dreams, or dark dreams, which are like warning dreams, because I know that he is with me in the midst of it. And he's raising up an army of those who see it in the spirit realm as their most natural abiding place. And he's raising up not just the watchmen and the intercessors, but every single one who will say yes to him, to know the strategies of heaven, then to know the king's matter. And he is showing you in the dark dream, not all of his dreams are dark, but I'm just talking about dark dreams following from scripture. In a dark dream, what is the battle over? And if you know what the battle is over, you know what the enemy is scared of. And for many of you, you have had nightmares. And it's because you have a prophetic gift. You have a prophetic gift to connect with him heart to heart, spirit to spirit, 24-7. It's dreaming in the nighttime, apparently we live and throughout our life. On average, we sleep for a third of our lives, which ends up to 26 years. It's, it's a long time to be asleep, but I don't mind because I have learned that in the night times, I'm ever awake unto him. It's the only way I know how to connect to him 24-7, to live, move, and have my being in him. So we're spirit, soul, and body. So we live in a body. Um, my mind is like, you know, your mind will be the... In, uh, the intellect, the ability to choose. Also, we remember, you know, how we lived, our cultural differences, upbringing, even family cultures, you know, impact how we think. Um, but all of that is asleep while we are at rest and sleeping. So we are free from our own thinking and we're free to enter heaven's reality when we sleep. When we are sleeping, our spirit is ever awake. For me, when I dream, I don't just see, I can smell, I can taste what, what the Lord can taste in his mouth as he looks at a matter or looks at a situation. I can also feel, and some of you, it's so important that you redeem your emotions. I know that we've been through tough times and, you know, we can shut down our emotions not to feel overwhelmed. However, it's important for you 
to recover your emotions because we connect with God heart to heart. And we cannot hear his voice if we lock down our emotions. So when I'm in my dreams, I can feel what God is feeling. I can feel and hear other people's emotions and their thoughts. And um, all of that to say, I am more in tune with the Lord when I'm sleeping than when I'm awake. And that is for all of us. It's our birthright to live and sleep and have our being in Him. Divine knowledge dreams are spirit-to-spirit download. And they will tell you things that you can't possibly know in your head. So in the autumn before COVID happened, I had a dream in which I saw in, um, in international airports, I saw vaccine booths at next to immigration offices. And um, people needed to receive that vaccine in order to get through to another nation and to cross. And the Lord said to me, I want you to pray that this does not happen. And I thought I was praying for the next generation. <laughs> I had no idea I would see it in my lifetime. So I started to pray. And then I think already things were kicking off in China in, by the winter. And then it hit Europe in March, early March. Um, and I, I knew that, okay, this is what the Lord has been speaking about. But it, how things happen so quickly. But God... He's always ahead of time because he's author of time. And he can take you into the future so that you will not be shaken. He can take you into the future before you get there. The number of times I have met people before I met them in my dreams in the spirit realm. And that's beautiful because when I see them I, and when I meet them in real life, I already know how having views them. I already know their spiritual DNA. I already know the purposes and destiny that the Lord has for them. And I am not influenced by my natural thinking or my natural interactions because I had a download before I met them. And in the night times, the Lord will download his heart on a matter, on a person, on a community, on a church, even as you sleep. The most beautiful thing about dreams is that it operates by love because he is love. Now, before I arrived at Catch a Fire, I served in other churches and sometimes I would say to the leadership, um, I had this dream and I believe that the Lord is saying so and so. And then the pastor would say, oh, Satoko, please next time, can you just tell me that you believe that the Lord is saying this, but don't tell me your dream because for me it disqualifies it. And I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting because the third of the Bible is full of dreams, visions, encounters with divine beings. So that's missing out a lot of the Bible. But I, okay, I realized, okay, I needed to adapt, so I did. And um, it really, I didn't get any more dreams and directions for the house of the Lord in that house. 
Um, and then I came to Catch a Fire London and I fell in love with the community. You know, I, Derek and I, we sat, um, we were in a very long, narrow building back then. Um, we sat right at the back on the last, last row, you know. Um, and if they ever ask, you know, you know, please can you come and help us if you want to come and volunteer for this ministry team or that ministry team. We were like, we will stack up the chairs. That was like all I ever wanted to do. So, you know, some people come in, you know, and they're like, God, I want to do great things for you. I want to change the nations. I will be the one who will go and pioneer great things in the nations. I was not that one. And then when I heard of mission trips that they talked about and blind eyes seeing and deaf ear hearing, I was like, wow, that is crazy. And I thought, I thought missions were for crazy Christians. <laughs> Little did I know that I will be leading a ministry trip from Catch a Fire London a few years down the line. Because the beautiful thing about community is that God surrounded us with brave ones, with courageous ones, with ones filled with spirit of faith. Um, the ones who fired us up in his passions, in his heart. And I didn't know why, but we were surrounded by all of like Heidi Baker, Iris Ministries graduates. We looked to the right, we looked to the left. All our best friends were the crazy Christians that we just thought, oh my goodness, we will never be like them. But then it rubbed off on us. And I love the community. And I remember early days at Catch a Fire London, um, you know, Derek and I, um, we were just, you know, discovering the things of the world. I mean, things of the spirit and just the world in which that these guys lived in. I didn't even know that I was prophetic before really. Um, I, I knew that I heard God, but I just thought that's what everybody does and that's just lifestyle, which it is. It is everybody, available to everybody. Um, and I had this kind of like a, like a blood-filled um, dimple on my tummy and I said, honey, look, what is this? I've never seen it. And Derek just touched it. Um, with his finger, you mean this, and as soon as he did that, zap, like electricity, like lightning electricity went through my body, and I went, ouch, and I ran to the bathroom, one, to get away from this electricity ball, but secondly, because it has the best lighting um, in the flat to have a look, and it was gone. Wow. That was just our introduction to this house. So I, when we sang about House of Miracles, he really means it. Um, and I remember a time in this house that I had a really difficult back problem. Now, I, I've had back problem for many, many years. Um, but at this particular time, I couldn't really sit down for longer than 20 minutes. So it was really, really bad. Working as a classical violinist, I needed to travel around the world to do concerts, but I couldn't do my international travels at that time or take any flights at that time. I could barely sit up for 
20 minutes, let alone a flight and travels and carrying bags and carrying things. And one day at, um, at a gathering, um, somebody from, yeah, one of my friends um, from the community from Catch of Our London said, I'm going to pray for your back. So I said, okay, cool. So she just like said, thank you, Father, that you just heal her back right now in Jesus' name. And I opened my eyes, and she was like, how does it feel? And I was like, well, it feels better. It's not entirely gone. Um, but then I went to bed that night, and I woke up completely healed. Derek and I, in that year, took, whoa, was it 150 flies? Maybe a bit more? Um, so we had crazy lives pre uh, pre-lockdown where it, all throughout our dating and married life we never spent longer than three weeks in one location because we were he was always traveling he was working abroad and we kind of had a, like a cross-continental marriage it was craziness um so I really enjoyed having uh him to myself and having more than Skype dinners for the first time in my life for the last two years that's been really really great <laughs> Um, when I was saved is, is where all the dreaming began. I've been dreaming all my life and, and as a little girl that was a little bit hard because I used to see spirit beings as human beings and I actually used to mistake them sometimes. And I would say, Mum, you know, this man on the balcony, he's wearing this and that and that and red jumper and pair of jeans la, 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 and he's moving there. And my mum be like, darling, we live on the 12th floor. There's nobody on our balcony. And I'm like, yes, there is mummy. And he's wearing this. So my mum had a really tough job. Um, <laughs> poor mother. Some parents have it tougher than others. Um, but when I was a little girl, um, my mum sent me to Catholic school. Um, and not because of any religious thoughts, but it just happened to be the best kindergarten in the city. And they gave all of us these like little children's Bible. And I used to say to my mum, mum, is this real? Like, does this really happen? Or was it fiction? And my mum was like, I'm not actually sure. It could be fiction. And just to let you know, in Japan, sometimes we see Christmas cards where Santa Claus is on the cross. And, and, and it's not that they're trying to be funny. It's just literally Christianity is not well known at all in, in my country of origin. But that will change one day. <laughs> and then when I was so I was at a boarding school in England um, studying music as a violinist and when I was 14 years old just before Christmas um, and my my parents were um, separated at that time um, and I remember just before Christmas two days before Christmas one year I received the news that my father had died um, and I didn't get to attend his funeral and that was really, really hard. And I didn't really know because I always lived with this hope that one day I will see him again. And I don't know whether you 
have ever been like at a boarding school, but you know, every half term, every holidays, all the parents come in pairs to pick up their kids. And I never had my father. I just had my mom, which was great. She's amazing. But I missed seeing my dad. And I was every time I saw other people's dad, I was like, one day I will meet him. But that Christmas, I knew that that day will never come. And I developed, because I developed this survivor's guilt, I, why, why him? You know, maybe I could have taken his place. Maybe I should have died and he should have lived. And I developed this survivor's guilt and, and I was going through this grieving process alone in a boarding school and I, I just couldn't eat. And then by the time I kind of recovered from that and was willing to eat, I realized that I kind of forgotten how to swallow and I really couldn't physically swallow food down. So I lost almost, uh, yeah, more than maybe 60% of my body weight. Like I, I, I went down to, I can't remember exact number, maybe 18, 19 kilograms. I had to be hospitalized. Um, I mean, I was diagnosed with anorexia, which is an eating disorder. But I think what they didn't realize was actually I felt guilty for living. And then in the midst of that, I was hospitalized. I was force-fed. It was quite strict regime. So I put some weight back on, which was good. But they didn't really deal with the root, which was I didn't want to live. And I felt guilty for living and being alive when my father had gone. And I went from, when I came out of that recovery of eating disorder, I went from anorexia to bulimia. And however, one day, as I was in the bathroom and about to make myself sick, I heard the voice of God audibly and it said, do not make yourself sick. And I jumped up, I looked behind me, the door was closed so I opened it I looked around the corner to see if anybody has spoken of course it was lunchtime and at my school it takes like 15 to 20 minutes to go from the boarding house to the dining room um, so nobody was around and I ran around checking all the bathroom stores and then even the rooms nearby no human beings were there at all and I knew and knew and knew I had heard the audible voice of God. You know what? From the moment I heard it, suddenly I had the power to break off this addiction. And that's the first lesson I learned. When God speaks, his impartation or power comes with his word. Because how unfair will it be if he asks you to do something, but he doesn't empower you to do it? So it doesn't matter how young you are or in the Lord. I didn't know Jesus. Can I just tell you? I didn't really know him. I wasn't saved. He spoke to me and encountered me when I didn't know him. But the first lesson I learned as a Christian, the moment he speaks, the power of God is there for me to step onto his word. He will endorse his word with power and impartations. Dreams are a doorway 
to our encounter and dreams impart onto us who he is. Dreams are not informational, but it's transformational because every time we dream, we become more like him. We become more like him in our thoughts. We become more like him in our hearts. We become more like him in our nature and character. And isn't that a great privilege that all the days of our lives, as long as we live, Every day we become a little bit more like him in our nature, a little bit more like him in our character. When the Lord asked me to start Dream On International, I had been dreaming all my life, but I've never taught it. And he came to me one night in a dream and he told me that I will be teaching dream interpretation workshops. And he told me then later, at a later date, I will be writing dream interpretation manual with my husband, Derek. Derek still asks me, are you sure I was there? Yes, darling, I saw you in a dream and we're going to write it together. And there was Angel of the Lord highlighting the chapters. Now, as soon as I had that dream, my life changed. Because remember, there's impartation of who he is in our dreams. So all of a sudden, I started dreaming double time, triple time. So I was practicing a lot all my own dreams and suddenly I could understand dreams like I have never done before. I was a different person from the night before that dream to the day after, the morning after. Because he empowers his word with his impartation. And then impartation comes not just to transform us but to transform our circumstances. So with your destiny when he speaks everything will move shift every mountain will flatten and every quicker places will be made straight so that you can fulfill your mandate before you go back to heaven no more delays no more distractions no more road blockages i feel like with for some of you you have met so many delays that it's hard for you to hope again because it's risky. But you know what? It's the ones who love the most that will risk the most in the kingdom. It's the ones who love the most that will risk the most in the kingdom. And you will risk, not because you're great, not because you're courageous, not because you have mighty faith. You'll risk because you love him and you have said yes to a blank check. And you said, I will follow you no matter the cost. I will go where you go, whatever it takes. And the Satan is bargaining with the saints all the time. He's asking us, what is your price? How can I tempt you? How can I di divert you? What is your price? But you know, we become unstoppable when we say we are all in. There's no price because he gave it all. 
there's no price because he is our everything. And when you get to the place where you can't lose anything because he is your everything, we are truly free. I signed a blank check when I gave my life to Jesus and I said, Lord, use my life. I only have little life to offer you. I am not the most talented. I am not the most gifted. I am certainly not the most brave, but I can give you everything of who I am. And I want you to use it. I don't want to waste it. And every day I go back to the place Derek and I do declaration every single night, which is a crazy declaration. And sometimes I think, oh, this is really mad. But I, we carry on because this is how we want to live. And it's we will obey him no matter the cost. No matter the cost. No matter the cost. And when we can get to the place where we have nothing to lose because he's our everything, we are so free to move, live, move, have our being in him and to see the supernatural kingdom move on our behalf. So when I had that dream about teaching dream interpretation workshops, yes, I changed because there was impartation of who he is in that dream. But then my circumstances started to shift. All of a sudden, I started getting invitation to teach dream interpretation. And that had never happened before that dream. And within weeks, I was teaching groups and how to equip them to understand um, encountering their encounters in the nighttime, to encounter him. And it's been a beautiful journey and an adventure. But what dreams have you been given? What has God spoken to you in a dream? I shared a testimony yesterday in which a friend of mine who was diagnosed with um, a very difficult illness and um, one of the uh, impact of that was that she could not go outside in the sunshine because she will get really scratchy and itchy and very irritated and, and you know, it will damage her skin. And after I prayed for her, she said she had a dream in which I prayed for her. And um, she said, I know you are praying for me. Thank you so much. And I said, mm -mm, that's not the interpretation. This is a physical healing dream with healing impartation in the dream. And God is saying to you that he's healing your skin right now. There's impartation of physical healing in this dream. So I want you to go out and test it immediately. Because you know what? If we move on his word immediately, we don't give opportunity for the enemies to put doubts in your mind. So as soon as I receive a prophetic word or as soon as I hear from God a word or as soon as he speaks to me in a dream, I try to move on it immediately. Because in the moment... My, my spirit is really free, but if I give it lots of time without moving on it, my head will start playing with me. Um, so she went outside, and it was springtime, so, and it was a sunny day, so it was really brave of her. She said she wore short sleeves, and she said that, yeah. I said, how did it go? She said, no symptoms. No symptoms no symptoms 
When I was studying at the Royal College of Music, I was on full scholarship. I was the only one who received full scholarship for that year um, out of all the instrumentalists. I had a sponsorship from my old um, school, Yehudimanian school, with a violin. That was worth something in the region of oh, maybe 350,000 pounds. And that was a violin I was playing at that time. However, I needed to return the violin because it belonged to the school within the next six months. That meant that, yes, even though I had a £22,000 per year full scholarship, I may not be able to study the violin anymore. So I kind of was thinking about this and then I just heard the voice of the Lord on the tube as I was commenting to Royal College of Music the violin will be with you in two weeks. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I really hope that's not my head speaking, but I really wasn't thinking of, like, you know, that solution. So I'm going to journal it and put it on the shelf and see what happens. Well, within a few days, I had a dream in which I was being offered this beautiful violin, but the law said, no, don't take that one. Don't take that violin. Take this one the red violin, and this violin looked really red and varnished, which is kind of like unusual for a violin. Um, and lo and behold, after I woke up from that dream, a friend of mine spoke to his father in Russia, who spoke to a famous conductor in Russia, who spoke to a violin maker in France. And within 10 days, I was off to France to choose my violin. <laughs> And when I arrived there, I was given this diamond-encrusted violin that the um, violin maker made. And of course, it'd be good advertisement if I took that violin. And I felt very obliged because, well, first of all, I'm Japanese, I'm very obliging. Secondly, <laughs> but stubborn, my husband will tell you, um, I say, <laughs> which is good when we follow the word of the Lord, but not so good, any other situations. Um, secondly, um, I felt obliged because he was really helping my career. But then I, you know, the diamond kept shining in the light. I kept missing my shift because it was distracting and I was playing out a tune. I was just like, okay, I don't think diamond encrusted violins are for me. And then I saw this red violin and I, and I knew because I've been here before in my dreams. I knew that was a violin that I needed to take. And then he, the uh, violin maker kindly gave me an uh, unconditional loan. And I still have that violin to this day. And it served well and it has amazing stability. It's uh, made in, um, it's about yeah, a couple hundred years old, but it's stable in every temperature and humidity and conditions, which when traveling internationally is almost impossible. And I tell you this dream because some of you will get divine business dreams. Some of you are entrepreneurs, and when your resources run out, heaven's answer will come to you in a dream. And that dream has created power, not just to change you and your business, but to shift your life, shift your circumstances, so that you can walk out onto God's word, prophecy, created prophecy in a dream. The Lord, is, Lord has been 
releasing so many divine invention dreams throughout history of mankind. I didn't learn how to iron until I was about 20 years old. But apparently that invention was also given to us through a dream. So many medical scientific breakthroughs. And I believe it's not just going to be for the scientific community, it's for every industry. Some of you are going to dream and hear melodies and sounds of and some of you are going to write film scripts according to your dreams. Some of you are going to design new designs in the fashion industry through your dreams. Some of you are going to know what film script to take because you have seen the script ahead of time in dreams. There's been so many dreamers that have dreamt of a place and then they got there to the job interview and it's where they have been in their dreams. So they knew that yes, they were disqualified. They didn't have quite the right CV for the job. They may not have had all the history, but this was the job that God has said yes and amen to. There is supernatural provisions for you when you do not know what to do. Dreams are great because this tells us everything we need to know. However, the specifics of how to walk this out will come to us in personalized messages. And every dream is a personal invite from heaven to you to start a conversation with him. And I like to say every dream is like a divine chewing gum. The more we chew natural, normal chewing gums, the less flavor we get, right? I, I mean, I imagine chewing chewing gum for one hour, that would be terrible. <laughs> However, with dreams, the more we chew, the more flavors we get, the more revelation we get. So there are times when I sit down with my dreams and just go through the dreams that I had this year or go through the dreams I had last year, go through the dreams I had three years ago, I will sit and marinate and re-enter into a conversation, re-enter into an encounter with him and have a chat with him. Best dream tip. What do you do if you want to dream more heavenly dreams? Best dream tip. I fall asleep speaking to the Trinity. So I might choose one night I'm chatting to the Holy Spirit. Another night I might be speaking to Jesus. Another time I might be speaking to the Father. And I literally chat with them. I might not be saying something significant, like I need this life-changing thing because he already knows everything, I don't bother. Um, I just chat to him and commune with him and marinate in his presence. And in the midst of his presence, I fall asleep and then the nighttime encounters are just so easy. So it matters how we spend our daytime if we want to encounter heaven in our night time. I want to close with this and then I need to release some corporate words. For some of us, 
you believe that you have to do certain things. But the Father is saying, no, I just want you to be you and I just want you to be with me. When I first got saved, I was a 14-year-old girl who had lost her father and had gone through a grieving process. And I didn't know, I didn't have any Christian people near me. I didn't have a church that I could get to. The, the only Anglican priest of our school didn't believe in any of the signs, miracles, wonders that Jesus did. He didn't even believe in the virgin birth. And the Holy Spirit told me, if you believe what he believed, it'll be dangerous. So I said, okay, God, this apparently is written about you. By, about you, right? So I have nobody else to explain this. So you better explain this to me because uh, how else am I going to understand anything about you? So from that night onwards, God took me into dreams where I saw Jesus in, uh, you know, interacting with people. I would wake up and then a couple weeks later, I'll read the Bible and it was in a book. But I got to experience him before I got to read about him. And he wants you to have such encounters that you get to experience your own personal encounters before you read about him, before you hear somebody else's testimony. There are so many adventures that he wants to take you on. And when I was 14 years old, I became a Christian and at that time fashion was tops like short crop tops up to here and you know skirts hanging off the hips and I was like Jesus like I kind of want to be fashionable but I don't want to be dishonoring but I can't even find another Christian to speak about you really show me what I should be wearing so that I can be fashionable and honoring from that night onwards God will show me clothes on a clothing rack um, exact shape, exact design, exact colors, exact positioning, how it was. And then a few weeks later, I'll walk into a boutique and, and like a shop and I will see it hanging exactly that one. So I knew that that was God's chosen wardrobe for me. Do you know this happened for years and years and years just because, not because clothes and fashion are maybe that important to him, but it was important to his daughter who didn't have a father. I can tell you how to understand your dreams, but more important than that, I have to impart to you the why. Every dream is an opportunity for our encounter with who he is, his character, his nature, his kindness, his love. And when love increases in your heart, he will give you more dreams for your community, more dreams for your region, more dreams for your nation, because he operates by love. I would love to pray for us. First of all, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as in you have never maybe been to church before, but maybe you haven't been to church, but you don't know this God that I'm talking about, I would love to pray for you that this will be your everyday normal supernatural life. Because what he did for me, he will do for you. 
He's no respecter of persons. I'm not special. I'm very ordinary, living with a very extraordinary God. So I would love to pray for you. Um, if that's you, I would love you to lift your hands so I know who I'm praying for. Father God, I thank you so much for every heart that desires to know you. Father, I thank you for impartations and encounters in the nighttime for every single one in this home and listening and tuning in. Father, I thank you so much for impartations and signs and wonders and miracles that they encounter in the nighttime and wake up justifying this is your reality that get they get to live out in real time. Father God, I thank you that you want to encounter us as Father who is the dream giver. I pray for every heart that has been downtrodden and every emotion that has been locked be released today in spirit of liberation, be released into the safety of the Father today. Father God, I just thank you for the incredible encounters of divine inventions, divine knowledge dreams of businesses, entrepreneurship, specific directions, specific jobs, divine relationship they will recognize because of the dream that they had. Also for life-changing dreams, not for only for themselves, yes, for them, their families, but also for their not yet Christian friends that it will turn their lives right way up. God, I thank you for life-changing dreams and business-changing dreams today. Thank you, God, for nation-changing dreams that you're releasing across the earth. And Lord Father, I thank you that this is the house from which many will arise to lead a nations to your feet, Jesus. And I, I, I see apostolic anointing coupled. I see two anointings in this house, very, very strong. One is the gathering anointing. And then the second one is the sending out anointing, which is apostolic. And I want to say to you, Catch a Fire London, if you're part of this house, even if you're a visitor, there is a gathering anointing upon the house and upon you and also a sending anointing. Gathering anointing is what you see now, but the sending anointing is why you have the gathering anointing. Father God, I thank you that when we raise up leaders, when we equip them, when we send them out, it's going to be the best time ever. It's going to be the most fruitful time for this house. And I see the nations still at your gates, catch a fire, London. I see the nations. And the promise of the Lord is this. When you send the one, they'll come back with an army. When you send the one, they'll come back with a region. When you send the one, they'll come back with a nations. When you send the one, they'll come back with a whole industries. So Father, we want the one in front of us, but we want the nations. Ask of me and I will give you the nations. So Father, we say, 
we are willing to release our best to get your armies to come and transform the faces of the nations of the earth and catch a fire London you will equip the nations you will equip the nations I even see some of you will raise up others who go into closed nations with a love and the heart of God, revelation of God, encounters like never before. You're not just one who follows him. You are all equippers in this room. You are all leaders in this room. And I chose to share the testimony of Derek and I hiding right at the back, stacking chairs, thinking that was the only way we could serve the Lord because there are some of you, some of you that don't realize that there's a destiny that the Lord has for you. Some of you do not realize how great you are in the kingdom. You are high assets in the kingdom of the Lord. Some of you are successful in the world like Derek and I was. And that's all you think, that how you can service the church. But there's a kingdom destiny for you if you want it. What does great leaders look like in the house of the Lord? Leaders go last. There's a paradox of the heaven that the first will be last and last will be first. In the context of leadership, it means that we choose to put others' needs before ourselves. And it's out of a place of security. It's out of a place of being loved by God. It's out of a place of abundance where we know that we cannot outgive God. We will never miss out. <laughs> when we give, we multiply. When we give away, we get more. And if we don't say it in the natural, there will be eternal rewards that you cannot lose. And for some of you, the Lord is asking, can I lead you in this journey of greatness? It means that leaders eat last. Um, there's been is so much more than this, but there's been times we have chosen to fast so that others can eat. We have chosen to go without so that others can have shelter and um, roof over their over their heads, and it's a delight because we get to serve Jesus and love on Him well by loving on the one in front of us. Yes, we've had food multiplying in our fridge. Yes, we've had supernatural finances and miracle, and we walk in that. But if we need to, we choose because we want to become more like him. And it's not that we put ourselves below others, but we choose to put others above us. And the apostolic anointing upon this house is so strong right now. The apostolic call, the characteristic of an apostle, 2 Corinthians 11.25, is characterized by the willingness to suffer for the kingdom advancement. And some of you are called 
to that apostolic anointing. And it isn't my job to prepare you and to future-proof your destiny. It is not all hunky-dory. The kingdom of God suffers violence and we advance it by force. But when you say there is no cost, that is too great. There is nothing I can give him that is of too much cost. You become unstoppable for the kingdom of the Lord. And I say to you, look after one another. Look after one another like your life depended on it. Look after the one in front of you as if he is Jesus, as she is Jesus and you want to serve her and you want to serve him well. Jesus said, my time is short on this earth, but they will recognize that you are mine by the way you love one another. And this is the way I want you to love one another, the way I love you, the way I love you. Look after one another, then you will become an indestructible house. Father God, I thank you for your unlimited resources that we don't fear missing out. We break all fear, intimidation, and lack over this house right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you. This is a house of abundance. This is a house of unlimited miracles. This is a house where miracles are just natural, the most natural, organic thing, because we live and move and have our being in you. And I thank you, God, just like for my friend who was in Canada and had no more fire to light and warm her cottage up. And we spoke about the extravagance of the Lord. We boasted on him. And within 20 minutes, there was a supernaturally lit fire in her home. I bless you to boast on his extravagance because your words create heaven's miracles. I bless you to walk in the revelation of the extravagance and kindness of God and to share it with everyone you know because that's how God's extravagance will land on you. And I want to say to you, just like I said earlier, I am very ordinary person walking with extraordinary God. And this is not the time of ministers. This is not the one, the time for public platforms. This is the time for every single one of you that will say yes to him, to be used by him in his kingdom. This is the kingdom. This is your time, guys. This is the time for everyone, every son, every daughter that will say yes to him. So I say arise today, arise today, arise sons and daughters daughters. Arise mighty warriors. Arise because you have a kingdom destiny that nobody else can fulfill. You can reach people that I cannot reach but you can. You can reach industries that I cannot reach but you can. And I see 
upon your yeses are God landing with a resounding yes. And friend, I see, I see over you. Sorry. Yeah, you. I see over you uh, ability. Yeah, go for it. It's fine. I see ability to walk softly in the kingdom of the Lord, but you are giant in the spirit. I see creative miracles, body parts growing because of the compassion of God that is within you that says, this is not okay and I want this God to be more. And God sees your hunger for hunger for others. You are so selfless and you just won't break through for others. And God has seen hunger for others and you can pull on Him and bring down miraculous new body parts. I see you praying for people and body parts being created. It's a creative miracle that science said it cannot happen. It's a creative miracle that even people who have been praying and got tired said maybe it can't happen. But you're going to walk lightly into heavy situations and walk in the lightness of the Lord and release His heart, release His creative miracles for the people in front of you. So I bless you with that anointed man of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Mia Baka, if you have a recording. The Lord has made you his spokesman. He has made you a prophet to the nations, but in a secular world, he has made you a prophet to the nations and prophet to industries and prophet in the language that people can understand, in plain English. And he has given you the, the language and the hearts of this generation that you may know what the contention is over, that you may know ahead of time what they're battling through. And you have been through so many battles yourself so that you may lead a mighty army out. But I see you also being given platforms and I see film scripts coming to you. And you're going to know which ones to take beforehand because you're, you're ahead of time. <laughs> By nature, you're ahead of time in him and with him. And I believe that the Lord will raise you up and give you platforms so big so big so that you can be a kingdom influencer in Babylon and it's going to be so easy for you and you're going to be untouched by it but you're going to be a mover and a shaker in the industry in the film industry you will get to rub shoulders with directors and studios and you will change the future of the industry by changing one heart at a time. 
Wisdom of the Lord is going to flow through you. Wisdom to know even business solutions. You will raise up many business uh, businesses from there. Uh, I see a breakthrough anointing to unlock businesses. And it's not something you even have to prepare because the word of the Lord will flow through your mouth. And Asha, I see so many souls so many souls and mighty ones. I see 12 to 14 year olds. I see 12 to 14 year olds that has been given no hope from their family, no endorsement, nobody believes in them, but because of the way you believe in them, they're gonna believe in themselves for the first time ever. Because of the way you speak to them with kindness and championing and love and endorsement, they're going to grow up to be great leaders that will bring up the next generation. You're going to mentor really big people. You're going to mentor the next generational leaders. You're going to mentor those who shape the history of humankind. And the Lord trusts you explicitly with the softness of your heart. And souls, souls, more souls. I see souls coming to you, encounters coming, your concerts. I see them. Souls, souls, more souls. In Jesus' name. Amen. Gloria, beautiful one, this is your time. This is your time. This is your time. Arise and shine. This is your time to arise and shine. And there's a renewing of your youth. There's a renewing of your years. Arise and shine for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Arise and shine. And uh, this, is, this is the Lord saying, Daughter, I delight in you and I sing over you. And I see so many, so many encounters coming through your music. And I even see, it's really funny because I know you're a singer, but I also see instrumental music coming out of you. And I just feel like you're going to direct. You're not just going to songwrite, you're going to direct other bands, other musicians, um, and out of that directions, encounters will come. So look for those new opportunities. So Father, I thank you, God, for ability to mentor many bands, signed and unsigned, that they will become signed and they will, they will display your beauty and your character and your freedom, spiritual liberation in the name of Jesus. I want to honour the house and I want to honour the time. So Father, I thank you for your supernatural impartation. Holy Spirit, you can take them further than I can take them. Holy Spirit, you're their best friend. Holy Spirit, dreams are your most natural supernatural language. Holy Spirit, have your way in our lives. Holy Spirit, we give you maximum flexibility. We give you maximum freedom. Holy Spirit, have your way. All we need is you. All we want is you. And you're more than enough. When we do not know, we know you. And that is more than enough. Us in Jesus' name.